Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hot here on Long Island. The weather the same up in Albany, Lieutenant Governor? Well, we're in the, you know, it's all 90s, and I'm actually in western New York. I'm uh, camped out here right now. So, but, uh, you know, high 90s. Uh, probably 80s right now, but we came off a week of 90s, which is unbelievable for yeah. up in oh, New York. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. You're surrounded by lovely beaches, though. You can always jump in the water and cool off. Yeah, but like 90 degrees, the beach, the sand, way too hot. It's just better to stay in the air conditioning. Let's talk September when temperatures hopefully a little bit cooler. Kids back to school. Where do we stand? I know August 7th, uh, no later than August 7th, the state expects to have their decision as far as kids are concerned. I know that the 14-day rolling average has to be uh, 5% or lower uh, as far as positive cases uh, in the state of New York is concerned. Where does the state stand now, July 21st, on getting kids back in school September? Well, answering that question today is easy. We're very close because our infection rate has been driven down to about 1%. You know, Long Island has been doing an incredible job in terms of, you know, bending the curve as we did a couple months ago, keeping it uh, about 1, 1.5% infection rate, which is really good. It's extraordinary. So if those numbers hold in the first week of August, we would be able to give the green light for school districts to execute the plan that they submit to us. And every school district is going to have a different plan based on their facilities, the number of students they have, and a lot of other factors, but they'll have to meet basic state standards. But the variable is, will the pandemic start rearing its ugly head back once again in the process in the next month or so? That's what we don't know, but right now we're in a very good place. Yeah, that's what my question was, uh, was, you know, God forbid, first week of August, we're good, we're great, we're thriving, and then end of August, beginning of September, here we are again. Well, we have a standard, and if uh, any of the school dist- if the school districts uh, are you know able to do their job, we can keep them safe, and that's our expectation. We'll be in a good place. But if any of the regions see an increase of up to nine percent, up from the one percent we are now, uh, that would require us to rethink this and possibly uh, stop the school reopening. So we're we're already prepared for that. We know that okay. the dynamics could change. We know that there's certain standards, uh, you know, metrics that have to be met in order for it to open. We also know there's going to be a place where we'd have to put off the uh, the uh, shutdown switch if necessary. We truly hope we don't get there, but that's up to what people are doing on the beaches and what they're doing in bars and restaurants and. Are they behaving themselves this summer? And that'll, that'll be the big factor. On the phone with Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. And yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, I was reading a story the other day about how Israel had finally gotten their numbers under control. And they, they sent kids back to school. And within, I think, like two or three weeks, they had to shut down again. And most of the cases that had spiked up were from school. So fingers crossed that that's not the case here. And definitely uh, we trust you guys to make the right decision as far as September is concerned. Now, let's say kids don't go back to school. I know child care is very important to you uh, the past couple of months and figuring out how parents uh, deal with this new norm of you know either working from home and having kids at home or having to go to work while their kids are at home. What is the state going to do as far as uh, child care is concerned when it comes to parents having to manage both? Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a nightmare for families. And, you know, I, I had children quite a while back, but there was 
there were no child care options. I, in fact, had to leave a job as an attorney I had working for Senator Moynihan at the time in Washington. There was just no child care options. So this has been part of my entire life is fighting to make sure that families have this option. But you add in the pandemic where we have uh, the majority of health care workers are women. They had to go into the line of fire. These are our nurses. They're our health care aides. They're the ones who helped get us through this. Uh, they still have kids. Who's watching their kids? But compound that with parents who had to work from home, trying to manage their kids' education, which is just a disaster, as well as what's going to happen in the fall if it turns out uh, you have your children who are school age and you fully expect them to be you know, rather occupied during the hours of school, and that all comes crashing down because they now have to be home again. So we have to be very creative. We have to enlist the business community to help us out with this because Sadly, that it disproportionately affects women. Let's let's be honest about that. It's when there's a you know, two parents, uh, male and female, uh, heads of households, and one of them, the one has the option of working from home. It's always the woman that has the weight of taking care of the kids at the same time, and it's just a lot of family variables. But right. the state of New York has allocated uh, 65 million dollars throughout the state to help support the essential services of childcare. A lot of them had to shut down. Think about that. Uh, throw in one more bomb into this scenario. The child care centers, many of them shut down during the pandemic and are still not reopened. So you have even fewer options than you had before. So we're going to continue focusing on this, asking the businesses to step up and create opportunities, uh, whether it's on-site child care for their workers, which I think is a great idea, uh, allowing their workers to continue to have flexible hours. And it's something that society has long ignored. They always viewed it as your family's problem. You figured out. Well, the good news is that there's more of a national conversation on this, and people are saying, you know what, we have to allow these uh, primarily women to get back to work and have them uh, have less stress in their lives over child care, and now it's part of a conversation where I think we're going to see real change once and for all. Talking with our good friend, Lieutenant Governor of the State of New York, Kathy Hochul. This year, the 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, the civil rights law uh, that prohibits discrimination based on disability. Why is it this year is so special? I mean, obviously the 30th anniversary, but this year in particular with the pandemic and everything that's happening as far as civil rights is concerned and the social unrest happening in our country, what is it about this year that's so important to you? Well, this pandemic has once again put a spotlight on another disparity, and that is how people with disabilities are still treated in society. And yes, for 30 years, there's been a law on the, on the books that's called the American with Disabilities Act. It has changed the physical circumstances where there's more accessibility in public transportation, in the workplace, and other areas. But what this pandemic has also revealed is that there's a lot of people who have in, invisible disabilities. And what I'm talking about are mental health challenges that you don't see when uh, you know, someone does not pull up into a handicap-only parking spot, but they also right. may need extra assistance in dealing with the, the stress of uh, a shopping environment or a work environment. And the pandemic has really just exacerbated people's stress levels. I mean, they're, they're off the charts. And so the isolation and the inability to go to work and to be you know, feeling part of society has really hit people with disabilities hard. And so I think it's an important time for us as a nation to just allow those stories to come forward. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing interviews this week. I'm doing Facebook Live this afternoon, with, which we posted on Sunday with uh, Anastasia Somoza, she's a young woman who uh, spoke at the National Democratic Convention a few years ago and told her powerful story. Uh, so I, I'm, what I'm using is my social media opportunity for others to 
speak to the world about what they're going through, what the stories are, and to elevate that. And that's what I'm going to try and contribute as we lead up to this Sunday's 30th anniversary of the American with Disabilities Act. All right, Lieutenant Governor Hochul, appreciate the time. Um, I, I got to tell you, I'm very impressed with your social media skills, Lieutenant Governor. Your Twitter game is strong. I gave it an A plus, Lieutenant Governor. Well, well, I, that means a lot coming from you. Did you like the pizza I made the other day? I did. I, the pizza looks. Fa- you did like a twofer. You had like one <laughs> half was one set of ingredients and the other no pineapple. I noticed on your pizza. But respect there, Lieutenant Governor. Yeah, good job with that. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I just cleaned up. I cleaned up my refrigerator. I put everything I had in my refrigerator. That's, getting old. that's what I did yesterday. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but I need to know, since you're so big on Twitter, what do you think about Kanye West's Twitter rant last night? Oh, we're not getting an answer out of her on that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not getting an answer on that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's, she doesn't need that headline today, that's for sure. Lieutenant Governor, no, give our best to the governor himself. Tell him uh, we, we say hello and uh, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Stay safe. Bye. I'm going to everybody. Thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye. Will do.